You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get them. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. We'll get to some G League predictions later on in the podcast. How much time Kai Jones might spend down there. How much time maybe some of the other younger players might spend in Greensboro. We'll also get to some finishing comments from Mitch Kupchak. Had a chance to go over those once again. And I'll share some thoughts along with listening to Ish Smith and Kelly Oubre. We'll get to some of the comments that each of them made and their media availability after signing with Charlotte's basketball team. But both of those guys are excited and that's pretty cool, especially with Ish Smith. I mean, not Ish Smith was as happy as all get out to be back in the city. He's home. He was home. He was like, look, I get to go home and I get paid to play basketball. Yo, like I understand his point of view perfectly on this one. I would be happy too. Like, this dude has a chance, if he does this right, to position himself as being a beloved Charlotte Hornet. Not necessarily one of those guys that's like a home, like literally just a star, but one of those guys that has little stretch and could potentially put himself in a front office position when his career is done. I'd be excited about it, too. So I I completely understand where he's coming from. Yo, do what you got to do. Make this money. Be very happy that you're going to be home and just hope it all goes well. We did not give him a video like the New York Knicks did for Kimba, but still, Ish Smith is very excited to be back in the Queen City. Let's finish up with some of the Mitch Kupchak comments. And one thing I, I went through basically like the last 10 minutes and tried to get listen to those just once again. Um, you know, we talked about cap flexibility a lot more yeah. here too. not a, I, that's he's scared to death to eat up too much of the cap space going forward. He continued to reiterate that this is a team that their goal is not only to get to the playoffs as an eight seed or in the play in tournament, but they want to advance once they get into the playoffs and he doesn't feel like they're at a level where they can compete high enough to then advance once they get into the playoffs. But then throughout the pro- the press conference as well, he's saying he wants to add young talent, have a nice mix of veterans and hopefully contend for the playoffs. And so he wants to have that kind of goal there. So I think when you talk about cap flexibility and how that meshes with the aspirations, the goal, what, what the ultimate thing you want to accomplish is it's, not eating up big time cap space until you're ready to advance into the postseason, and it's how they've operated. Not wanting to extend a big time offer to Devonte, they just eventually didn't think he, along with the other core pieces, was good enough. And same thing with Rashawn Holmes. Same thing, I guess, with other free agents that were out there that were asking for much more money. So they decide to go after Kelly Oubre to help him for a little bit. And even then, it's a two-year deal worth $26 million. The contract is just fine. Cap flexibility, I think that's the overarching theme of this press conference and what Mitch Kupchak got. As he should, because it's a mid-market franchise. And I hate to keep saying mid-market franchise cap flexibility, but those are basically going to be the four-word synonymous with the Charlotte Hornets as far as Mitch Kupchak goes. I get it. I understand why he wants to do this. I understand that he kind of just 
wants to make sure that when they're ready to jump in and be big time players and compete for real things, compete for second round, compete for Eastern Conference Finals, that they're ready. And I kind of like the slow and steady approach the more I think about it. Develop the guys, develop the guys that you think can be great, develop the guys that you think can be contributors, and when they get to a certain point, pawn them off for assets if they're not going to be a part of your long-term future. I like it. It doesn't allow you to, it doesn't allow the regular fans to attach themselves to any kind of guy, and it doesn't allow fans to feel attached to a certain amount of win total, but at the same time, I get what he's trying to do. This team is in, This team was ahead of schedule last year. There's no telling that they'll be ahead of schedule this year. And to build this team as if they're going to complete for, compete for a playing spot, and if they do more, great. They have the flexibility to do something at the trade deadline. And if not, they have the flexibility to move some of those assets for more assets for the upcoming offseason. I like the way they go. It's, your, it's the choose-your-own-adventure book of NBA franchises, and I really like that. Now, it, get, it brings something that Hornets fans haven't seen because, you know what, you're going to have to sit there and watch and then take stock of what this team is going to do. So choose your, your own adventure. You just hope that Mitch chooses the, the path on the page that basically will allow them to contend next year. But if not, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he hasn't completely chosen that path yet, though. I mean, that that's the that's the problem with all of this is you could see it's kind of wanting it both ways, doing the have your cake and eat it too type of deal. But I can't understand wanting to continue to have a nice mix of adding as much talent as you possibly can to this roster, continuing to have some nice veterans to this roster, competing for a playoff spot, but also acknowledging you don't want to eat up a ton of cap space because you're not in a position to advance once you get to the postseason. And that's all well and good. That's all fine. It just, it's going to continue to make you hit on some of these draft picks that are going to be anywhere within the 11 to 17 range, something to that realm. And that's kind of the, the worst place to be selecting because, you know, when you're selecting, Lower than that, it means that you kind of have advanced to the playoffs. But when you're selecting before that, it means that you sucked, but at least you're having a really nice uh, pool of players to choose from. Either way, I understand what Mitch Kupchak is saying as well. Um, after kind of going back over it, do it, it's more cap space driven as far as what he wants his flexibility uh, towards the future in order to advance in the postseason. And even going further into that, you know, James Plowright asked this, I believe it was the last question of the pre uh, press conference on whether everything went according to plan to him. Did he have a blueprint in place that he wanted to execute? And did he do so after the draft and free agency was done? Mitch Kupchak kind of said a month ago, they're probably, they probably made out even better than what they thought they were going Book to. Night. And I imagine that's probably true because of Kai Jones along with book night, right? Like they, it, it's, it's how the draft went more so for them. I don't think that happened via free agency. I don't think that they massively failed in free agency to the point where Mitch Kupchak was kicking himself for not bringing another player in. But if Mitch Kupchak feels that way, it's because he's excited that he got a couple of guys that he liked in the draft, adding talent with James Booknight falling to 11 and still landing Kai Jones at 19, having had those talks in place. And I remember, I think it was, I think he was saying at 
selection 16, he didn't realize that Kai Jones was going to be a real possibility until, you know, that selection took place. And then, you know, he's still talking with the Knicks. And, uh, and so that goal wasn't realized like they wanted Kai, but they didn't realize they were going to have a shot at him. Um, after taking James Booknight until eventually he would continue to fall. So it didn't go according to plan, but here's Mitch Kupchak just feeling good about how the draft took place. And one other thing I'll mention before I kick it to you again is I do like that Mitch is at least smart enough to recognize, hey, we feel great after the draft, but reality states that we're not going to know how it turned out until a couple of years after. Then you can truly evaluate how everything took place. And it's like, it's like your fantasy football draft. You know, once you're done selecting your team, everybody feels great. They feel like they just drafted the league winner. And now you're staring back at it after 15 minutes after the draft. You're like, man, I did a great job. And then, of course, in the middle of the season, you're working the waiver wire to death because you didn't do nearly as good of a job. We'll see what happens with Mitch. But I do like he recognizes no, he reality. does recognize reality. And he also the one thing I'll give Mitch is this. He doesn't fall with his own. He doesn't fall in love with his own players to not recognize a bunch of their shortcomings. I understand. I get it. I love that for I, I love that about him. It has made some hard choices and some stuff that I've not been a fan of. Devontae Graham, to an extent, Cody Zeller, to an extent, and obviously Kemba Walker. But at the same time, he doesn't fall into this. And I do think that the way he looks at this team, I, and it's a question that I have, is does he really think that this team is a playoff contender next year more than this year? Because I think he still thinks he's got one more year to play with to grow and figure out what exactly what he has. And that way, he can make a decision on a Miles Bridges. He can make a decision on a P.J. Washington. He doesn't feel the need to make that decision because, as he says, talent matters more than fit. So I think that this season, and I hate to put it this way because we have loads of episodes before we get to an official season, pre season preview, but this season is going to be one of those beauties in the eye of the beholder. Like or a magic eye. It, I've already used choose your own adventure. I might as well go to magic eye as well. But this is going to <laughs> you're gonna see what you want to see with this team. And the question is, does Matt does Mitch see this team for what it is? As long as he sees this team for what it is, then they'll be okay. If he allows emotion to get in, creep in, take over, this this is where you make mistakes in free agency and in trades. So as long as he has a clear-eyed vision and he sees the actual the actual object and not the the illusion i'm okay with what, where he's gonna go with this just hopefully he sees the magic eye all right wouldn't it be right. great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helped you sleep focus act and just be better there is and if you have 10 minutes headspace can change your life headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research so whatever the situation headspace really can help you feel better and if you're overwhelmed headspace has a three minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind down sessions their members swear by and for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 
five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule, anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash NBA today. We've got more segments. We'll talk about Kelly Oubre and Ish Smith's comments coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. We said it Monday. They lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still a impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's I was like gonna say. Kings, of, <laughs> Kings of Leon backup band, totally different. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? We talk about it enough. It's about time you tried it if you haven't already. And if you did, then you know how good it is. I imagine you're going to want to try it again. If you haven't tried some of the staples like coconut, cherry, barcia, mint brownie, double chocolate, then hop on that. If you have tried those already, then there are plenty of other ones. Salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. So many good ones. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're all soft and they're easy to chew. And the best part is that they're high in protein, they're high in fiber, but they're low in sugar and they're low in calories. It's crazy. Built Bar is the official protein bar also of the U.S. track and field team. Great stuff there as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's go to Kelly Oubre's comments. He talked with media, I believe it was yesterday uh, as well. And so Kelly Oubre when he was asked about the eventual path to him signing a deal with Charlotte, he said that he and his agent were in constant talks with Charlotte throughout free agency, but it was really the agent and Charlotte trying to figure out what would work best. There was a report that Kelly Oubre asked for more, didn't get what he wanted. Um, and so maybe that is something, in fact, I would venture a guess to say that absolutely had an impact on Kelly Oubre eventually landing here with Charlotte. It's only a two year deal. The second year, again, not even fully guaranteed. Um, but Kelly seems excited. Like I, I enjoyed listening to Kelly talk. I don't think there was anything that he said that was so profound. We have to break it down and how it's going to work. But he did mention that he's going to bring two-way play and his evaluation of his own self two-way play going to run going to bring his young athletic um, you know energetic body to the Charlotte Hornets and it's going to be a lot of fun once again like that that seems to be another theme of what these players think about when they think of the Hornets it's how fun they are how young they are and now it's just all about helping them so much to put actual wins in the that win is, loss that column. Is a, again, I, I, I didn't catch it live. I did catch the replay of it. And Kelly sounded like a guy that looked to be excited about joining LaMelo and seeing what LaMelo could do and helping this bench. Like, he didn't care whether he started or not. And I think they've already informed him, you're not going to start, but you're going to play a lot of minutes for this team because they don't have another real legit bench guy. At least not yet. And one other thing is just like, I'm excited about this because granted, 
the Hornets probably paid him more than anyone else that was interested could, and probably paid uh, like at least twice or three times as much. I understand that. At the same time, let's not like he still chose here. He still chose Charlotte, and that's not necessarily something that was said from. And I think about it like this. Montrez Harrell was offered more money to come here, and he chose the Lakers instead. How'd that work out for him? The fact that Kelly Oubre chose this place is something that Hornets fans should hold in very high regard right now and feel really, really good about because that's not often where they choose, where people choose winning situations or, quote-unquote, better winning situations over the Hornets and I think it's a sign of that this team is actually building something. Yeah, I mean, Kelly Oubre was asked about if this is a destination. I think Rod Boone was asking this question, how Charlotte is viewed on the outside world. Is Charlotte considered a destination? Kelly didn't want to get into that saying, I, I don't really know. I can't speak for everybody else. But when he looked at Charlotte, you know, he went through some of the positive things, right? How young this team is and how they are up and coming. Um, and, you know, we kind of went over that already. He also did mention uh, that Steph Curry reached out to him, which was interesting. Said Steph Curry congratulated him, uh, reached out to him after he did signed that two-year deal here with Charlotte, said that they're going to love you, just be yourself. Uh, he was wearing a quarantine Which university again, sweatshirt in this media you. availability. Yo, we respect a socially responsible NBA athlete that probably got vaccinated. This is a pro-vaccination podcast, folks. Yes, it is. It's absolutely a pro-vaccination podcast, and we're happy that Kelly Oubre at least is wearing quarantine university sweatshirts, and he seems like he'll be fun. You know, I mean, I, I'm not sure... Uh, how Kelly has been received outside everywhere. I mean, we've had the jokes, the tsunami poppy. That's going to be fun, but he does seem pretty engaging when talking to him. Um, you know, not overwhelmingly engaging, but I enjoyed listening to Kelly Oubre talk about it and uh, at least talked about how excited he's going to be here. You know, the starting situation, a lot has been made about him wanting to start for the Golden State Warriors. And a lot of people also mentioned, hey, if he wanted to start in Golden State and and now he's in Charlotte. Of course, he's going to want to start with the Hornets. But if you look at that roster last year and how it played out, you know, I could see why Kelly might think he's got a shot and 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 should start, right? Like, you know, Steph Curry and Draymond Green, of course, those are going to be guys that are in your first five. But then, like, if you look at Andrew Wiggins, you could see him thinking he's better than Andrew yeah. Wiggins. You know, like I, I could see him thinking that. So I, I don't know if he's going to think that about Gordon Hayward. You know, you're just not going to start over three of the players. It's Lamelo, Terry, and Gordon Hayward. They're locked in, and I feel like Miles is pretty locked in yeah. with this team as a starter right Which out of the gate. So though, and because like, again, he gave you because that's the one thing we didn't get really get into is that Mitch basically said the starting lineup looks like it's going to be LaMelo, Terry, Gordon, Miles, and Mason Plumley. That's the starting lineup. It, but he said he would have to talk to Borrego first. So I, I, like, yeah. I think we already know who the starting lineup is going to be, but like, I guess it's fun to dream that maybe Kelly Oubre starts a couple of games. Or uh, And also the, the other thing is we're also taking into the fact that there's probably going to be load management for Gordon Hayward. So I would probably say Kelly Oubre is going to get, I don't know, maybe 20 games where he starts. 
due to Hayward injuries slash Hayward load management, and that's okay. And I think that's part of the appeal of this situation for him here. Well, we're going to get some interesting lineups with him there. I mean, Kelly is going to play significant minutes with players that matter, that players are put into to, you know, when it's winning time or when you want to have a significant stretch. And I think the same is going to be said for PJ. If Mason Plumley starts at the center spot, then it's going to look a lot like what Cody did. And then I'm hoping PJ will come back in and play that center spot because James Borrego has talked about how much he valued that as well. So I mean, PJ being the center still right now is your best lineup because you did not address it, at least the way I kind of thought you would uh, in free agency. So PJ still is that guy, at least in my opinion. All right, let's get to one other segment. We'll talk a little about Ishmith's comments, but he was just basically excited. Either way, we can join in on the excitement. It's coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that. Unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed. And I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. The last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. If you're an Atlanta Braves fans, like most people are this way, they have finally started to put a lot more wins in the column there. They've won six of their last seven, so maybe you want to continue to bet on the heaters they're on. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, you're online sportsbook experts promo code locked on it is nice to see ish smith be so excited something mitch kupchak talked about when he addressed the ish smith signing said yeah he really wanted to be here and then ish even saying in his press conference yeah no lie i'm not gonna lie to you i really wanted to be back he also had the fun comment of even when i was playing in washington even though we were playing against him i would even look back at that team and be like man you know, they're really fun to watch. So he's all about it. He's going to embrace it. He's going to come off of the bench and be the backup point guard. He's really the only backup point guard and best decision maker with the basketball in his hands that you have that's going to get those kind of minutes. So I'm excited to see what Ish can do. Granted, we, we know what the signing is. He's a backup in every sense of the word. He had been averaging about 20 minutes per game last season, something to that effect, a little bit more. I imagine he'll have a very similar role when you lose Devonte and you lose Malik Monk. We know what Terry Rozier is as a decision maker, and he's going to start really off ball with LaMelo anyway. So Ish Smith, he's going to have plenty of run in his hometown, um, and that's pretty you know, cool to the see. The funny thing is when you talked about the, uh, again, because I did hear a little of, of that quote, and you know the first thing that came to my mind and this is something that, like, me, you, and maybe five other people will get. But you remember that, like, skit on, it was, like, a little interlude on Volume 2 of Jay- Jay-Z's um, Hard Not, Volume 2 of Hard Not Life. Yo, I want to be with Rockefeller because they get money. You remember <laughs> that? You remember that one little bit? I can't remember. Yes. That's what Ish Smith sounds like. That's what Ish Smith sounds like when he says, yo, I was looking at them and I was – I, again, they looked like they were having fun out there, and they were playing fun, and they were playing fast. And the biggest thing that that comes to is the Charlotte Hornets now have a brand. 
The Charlotte Hornets have an identity. We may not beat you in the half court, but full court, when we run, we run. This is going to be up-tempo, up, again, just up and down. We're going to play fast because you know what? That's, that's the fun, exciting basketball that we love in North Carolina. I love this because this is basically Mitch going back to his first press conference where he fumbled the bag on it. Yes, he did. But at the same time, he said from day one, we want a fast-paced basketball team. We want to be up and down. We want an exciting brand of basketball, which was a complete contrast to what Steve Clifford and them were doing, even though we love Cliff. I do think that that's something to, like, the Hornets have now established themselves as a brand. This is what you're, this is what you're going to expect. You're going to expect a blistering pace on multiple fronts in terms of how this team is going to roll. And that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, he's still fast, even at uh, even at 30 years old, even having played. God, is it? It's 12 teams. And then it's, it's even you know, that long status. having been in the league. It really is crazy. It, I mean, not even just the amount of teams, but how long he's been in the league. And I think Adi Joseph put this out um, earlier today, a tweet that I saw that it, it, it's incredible for a guy to have shot as poorly as he did to have been on a bunch of teams, even within his first six years in the league. You know, you thought that he was just treading water and holding on for dear life. But now, you know, a 12 year career, that's yeah. successful. That's a long damn, uh, damn time in the league, man. So it really is cool to see if maybe this is his last stop. You know, who knows what um, we'll see if he if, if this is last stop, maybe if he goes elsewhere. Um, but him being a backup, you know, finding some space to drive the ball into the paint and then hopefully kick out to some shooters. I don't know who the shooters are going to be in that second unit. You know, Kelly Oubre is going to fire him at five uh-huh. attempts per game. We'll see if they go in at a better pace this time. You know, we'll see Jalen McDaniels hopefully out there. He's more than a capable shooter, in my opinion. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll see about some other guys. But I think Ish Smith going to be a good decision maker. Cool to see him be so excited to play here in Charlotte. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Thanks again for joining us. And thanks again to Built Bar and Headspace for supporting the show. Also, thanks to you guys for supporting the show. Tell your smart advice to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.